Welcome to the 30-Minute Power Shower, the lovely little radio show where three idiots come together and talk about nothing. My name's Mark. I'm Hario. And I'm Toasty. That was not planned. <laughs> what are we talking about today, guys? Uh, I think we're talking about uh, media, and, and by media, mainly shows, movies, music we're consuming right now, uh, and are looking forward to consuming in the future. Um, right off the bat, I, I can say this one caught me by surprise. First, by the fact that it's happening, and two, by how uh, big of a news it was on Reddit. But uh, Redwall, which was a, a children's book series back in the day, is getting a bunch of Netflix adaptions, which is crazy to me. Wait, one, what, I was, what do you mean by a bunch? Uh, so it's getting a movie, and it's getting a multiple. It's getting multiple movies and uh, a mini series because the the book series had like a, uh, over a dozen books. So they're adapting multiple books from the Redwall series. Um, is it all by the same people or, or different? Uh, the, the all the books were by the same dude. Uh, well, I mean the adaptations. Oh, the ad- adaptations. I believe they're all by Netflix. I believe uh, the movie and the mini Stone Cold on this the mini series is are by different people. The one thing I know for sure is the movie is going to be by, done by the same guy who directed Over the Garden Wall, which bodes oh, well. Is that what I, okay, that's what I heard that about. It it bodes well because uh, Over the Garden Wall had like really great, great reception. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm for once, I'm not going to be cautiously, uh, optimistic. I'm just going to be plain optimistic. I, I don't know too much about over the garden wall, but wasn't there a little kid with a frog on his head? Yeah. Something like that. I didn't, I didn't watch it. I, I watched a few clips from it just to see how it, you know, how it is. And it's, it seems pretty solid. Yeah. So I've I'm heard excited. nothing but good things about it. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited about that. Uh, I mean, you never know R- realistically with adaptions, it's literally 50, 50, it's either yeah. super trash or it's spot on. <laughs> So, you know, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it, though. Hopefully it yeah. goes well. Um, what about you guys? You looking forward to anything uh, in particular? So, I, I don't know if this is confirmed, but there have been rumors of an Into the Spider-Verse 2. And I believe man, that's been confirmed, actually. Has it been yeah, confirmed? That's, that's been confirmed, yeah. Okay, awesome. Uh, I loved that movie so much. And I'm not even that, like, I'm not really a big movie person, but I, I walked out of that movie that was the first time where it wasn't just like, Oh, Hey, that was a good movie. Uh, You know, when you're a kid and you watch like a superhero movie and you walk out of the theater and you're like, everything's different now. (laughs) There are heroes. Yeah. Yeah. That was the first time I'd had that like 10 years. Well, our group watched it. Like, I mean, the two of you, including you were in that group. We watched like three separate occasions. I don't think I've ever done that that a lot. I don't think we've ever done that for any uh, movie before. At least I haven't. I don't even think it was on purpose. I think we, I think we only paid for it. Which, there was a reason why we watched it three times, and it wasn't because it's like we need to see this again. There was another reason. Well, speak forget, for yourself, I, man. <laughs> oh, I guess no. There was like another reason for me. Like, uh, like I think I watched it once with one group, once with you guys, and then once with someone else, and that was why I watched it forty thousand times. Yeah, I, I remember. I was mad at you texting like, "Yo, dude, did you invite me? You watched Spider Verse oh, again yeah. without me?" <laughs> Yeah, even though you've watched it like four times. Yeah, I only saw it twice. That for some reason that doesn't feel like enough. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy there's a second one coming out. Yeah, I watched I it three times. The first two were on purpose. Like I, I was literally <laughs> like I have to watch it a second time. Third time I just tagged along. I mean, I still, I still am of the opinion that that's the best superhero movie to come out, even I, better I agree. than Endgame when you're looking at it overall. Uh, but that's a hot take for some people. <laughs> um, so Mark, you're looking forward to Spider Verse two, which obviously oh, yeah. makes sense. What about you, Harryo? Uh, there is this game that I burned way too much of my life playing when I was younger. 
uh, called Mass Effect. And then they got a sequel and then a third game. So I collectively spent way too many years on it. And it's getting a like a digital remaster this year. And I'm not that big of a gamer. Like that is one of four games that I really enjoy. <laughs> Just that I have an obsessive personality. So when I find something, I latch onto it like crazy. And um, it's getting a remaster. So what I'm essentially saying is you guys aren't going to see me for like two months. <laughs> it's all three games updated graphics they didn't change anything else it's just another reason for me to get a fix so that's it's coming out in may so i'm just not going to be available i'm not going to be alive for till about mid-august playing be dormant on your chair well yeah. i'm, yeah, I'm no, glad you bought that up i mean because for whatever reason so many games right now are getting remasters like it's kind of nutty if you think about it they had spongebob rehydrated like yeah. you said the mass effect series modern warfare um, Diamond and Pearl. I mean, I don't know what they're doing here. Uh, I guess technically Go Eevee and Pikachu weren't remasters. They're kind of something different, but still. Spiritual successors? Is that the right word? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yes, kind of. Sort of. <laughs> I guess yeah. so. Well, well Mark, what, I, I don't know if you have a, a pulse on the gaming community. I don't know if you're part of like a Discord with like 20,000 different people mm-hmm. and it's just it's the gaming community. Yeah, it's, have you ever uh, seen uh, photos of like the stock market Discord? Yeah, it's like that Okay, uh, so is there like, is there a consensus on, I guess remakes slash remasters in in the gaming, uh, uh, field? Not really. There's just uh, people that complain when it's just too similar. It was just like, oh, they updated graphics but didn't even fix any bugs in the game. They'll get mad at that, and that's totally understandable. Oh, that's interesting. Because again, this isn't like any actual movie critics or anything, but the movie subreddit. Um, specifically, I see a lot of posts about how they're sick of these like reboots and remakes oh, and how they're, 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 I feel like you're going to have a solid opinion on that Harry. Those yeah, guys, yeah, yeah. They, they, that's a huge pet peeve of mine. I think everyone, I think that, that, that portion of the subreddit should go eat a stale salmon because I have to use less <laughs> colorful language right now. Um, yeah, no, anyone who complains about this and I thought about being nice about it, but nah, uh, you need to watch more movies. Like you're part of the reason why we have, why Hollywood only takes chances on remakes, probably because you don't go out and support the indie stuff. So I promise, if you watched more indie stuff, one, big studios would would think, hey, hold on, people like this random stuff. That's working. That's, yeah. Yeah. Like everyone always is like, oh well, we never get movies like Watched um uh, Watchdogs, wow, uh, Reservoir Dogs <laughs> anymore, and we never get like new budding indie directors like Tarantino. And we do, it's just you, the mass populace, likes to pretend you are movie buffs and never go support any other movie besides Endgame. That's like, great. That's a, that's a great take. Like, I'm sorry, it's just a huge pet peeve of mine. That subreddit are a bunch of... <laughs> okay, uh, um, do you, do you know any like smaller like indie movies that have come out recently? Because I, I don't really watch like AAA movies, <laughs> so I don't know anything. Yeah, no, like, for instance, go to Hulu right now. Uh, and if you don't have a Hulu account, know someone that does. Ask for the password. Don't act like you can't. And <laughs> go watch this. It's a theater production called In and of Itself. I know it's not a movie, but I just want to point that out because that's what I've been obsessed with. It is one of the most cathartic hour-long cries I've ever had in my life. <laughs> and I, if that's number one. Um, you can go watch 
uh, like the oh, what's it called? It's this movie about a grandma who's dying and her family won't tell her. Uh, the Farewell. That's on Amazon Prime. Uh, you can go watch Honey. That came out a couple of years ago that no one saw what everyone should. Uh, there's so many movies that come out on on Sundance uh, festivals that get put on like the streaming websites that none of y'all watch. So <laughs> when the big studios are like, huh, we're looking at these streaming numbers and no one went to see this indie classic. We just, we'll just remake the... Um, We'll just remake the Lion King again. Also, you guys are hating on the remakes for Lion King and Aladdin. Y'all are still paying money to see it, so why are you complaining? Like, you want to call it bad, but it's it it did gangbusters in the theaters because y'all want to hate watch it like crazy people. You don't well, like what, it, don't watch it. What I found very uh, it kind of shocked me, and it realizes how many things you kind of just accept is. I didn't even realize that maybe the uh, pre-movie credits and, and trailers and all that were different for, you know, each theater. I didn't think that maybe, you know, because I obviously I go primarily to AMC before the mm-hmm. pandemic. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, for whatever reason, there was a uh, indie-ish movie that we wanted to watch. Like, it still had some big names, but it wasn't really playing at AMC. So me and my... Uh, two cousins we went down to uh like when you know you know like the the more uh the somewhat richer towns they might have their own privately owned movie theater we went to yeah. one of those and it, it blew my mind because yeah. all the trailers were indie trailers i'm yeah. like why have i not seen any of these movies these movies look amazing and it just kind of it's kind of crazy to think like you know the actual cinema you go to can have a big impact on what's being shown so i really do after the pandemic i do uh, and I think Hario would um, echo the same thing. I would definitely go try to check out some local smaller theaters around you. Uh, yeah, absolutely. The, the snacks are going to be way worse. I mean, don't get me wrong. <laughs> That's That's so true. But so if true. you're if if it's a if it's one of those like bougie indie <laughs> theater towns, they probably I mean they're selling cupcakes like a block away. So just go sneak some food in. Easy <laughs> as that. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, no, definitely, I, was... I definitely agree there. Uh, and in fact, I'm I'm a fan of reboots because I think when not not exactly re- reboots, I'm a fan of of stories within the same uh, universe. I think that's technically like an, an anthology, I'm not sure. But for example, literally I think yesterday or two days ago, they, a new series premiered called Clarice. And it's a continuation of, it's basically set in the same Thomas Harris universe of like Silence of the Lambs and all that. So I'm looking, hmm. you know, I'm a little bit skeptical, but I'm looking forward to uh, checking it out. I think it premiered yesterday. So that's probably on one of my, my bucket list for things to watch. Um, yeah. You guys have anything else uh, you're looking forward well, uh, to? Should we very move on? recently, yeah. I, I was just kind of like echoing off of you guys. Uh, I was listening to Ben Schwartz. I don't know if you guys ever heard of him. He was the voice of Sonic in the Sonic movie that came out at this point about right. a year ago. Um, and he was talking about how he's a very big improv guy. He does a lot of improv stuff. He does a lot of smaller movies. This was his. I don't know if it was his first, but it was one of his few big roles. And. Uh, he was talking about how uh, whenever like, norm- something he normally works in comes out, he'll have to tell people like, hey, I- I have- I'm in this movie at, the- at like this specific theater. And he'll have to give specific theater names. And that was something I never, like uh, similar to Tosi, I just never realized that that was when you see the, the pre-movie um, trailers. trailers. Yeah, that they can just only put the big ones that they're doing there. And there's going to be a lot of stuff that you don't see. Uh- I mean, like I know again. I'm just gonna echo it one more time because I know I said it. But but I I I 100% prefer 
the pre-movie indie trailers to just a regular Fast and Furious, Fast and Furious, Transformers, Michael Bay explosions, women in, in tight clothing. Hell yeah, more. And then, you know, uh, I remember there's this one movie. Now that you guys remind me, I want to go. Uh, I'm going to go see if it's on any of the streaming services. It was about the artist Gangwin. Uh, I definitely butchered his name. He was, I think he was Dutch. And he moved down to like, um, like, um, somewhere in Africa in his later years. And it was a really interesting biopic. So, yeah, again, if, if once the pandemic's over, I definitely would recommend go checking out an indie theater. But do you guys have anything else you're looking forward to? Or should we move on to what we're watching now? Well, in terms of games, because I know that came up once, and I'm sure I've said this before, uh, Halo Infinite is coming out. I've always been playing Halo. So uh, I, I'm a lot of people are not looking forward to this one because they just don't like that there's sprinting in it. I don't know. It's weird to me, but I, I'm excited. It's been a it's been a hefty amount of time since the last Halo came out. Is so. it is it a good sign or a bad sign when you choose to delay? I take it as a good sign because I, how, I would. There have been ahead. one too many games that at launch were just unplayable, <laughs> and because of that, they lost out on a lot. I think it's a smarter both for the consumer and as a business to just say, you know what. We're going to take a little bit more time to make this game function properly. I, I see no problem with that. Did they release a beta for beta for uh, Infinity or no, not? No, they have not. They've, they did not. They've okay. showed next to nothing about the game, which is a little concerning, but hey, man, I'm easy to please. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's fair. Yeah. Um, moving on, uh, this is a bit of a subtopic, I guess. That's that's related over to me topic. But and again, my my opinion on this might be wrong. I might be skewed. But why are adaptions mostly hit or miss? Like they either really get it or it's absolutely trash. What do you mean by so, adaptions? Very quickly. So like specifically, like they're adapting a, a previous piece. So the film, for example, so isn't ma- making the, a movie about a book, or about a like book, that. about a video game, about really mm-hmm. anything that's already previously existing. Like, like for example, the Sonic movie originally was going to be a disaster, if you guys remember. And then they just, they luckily, there's a lot of fan revolt from the trailer, so they changed things up, and it, it turned out moderately uh, acceptable. Now, Harryo, prove me wrong here, bro, because I probably got the wrong opinion, if I want to be honest. Do you agree that adaptions are mainly hit or miss, or am I oh, over-exaggerating? No. no, I 100% agree. What a lot of people don't realize is just because you're really good I'll use writing, for example. You're a good writer for one medium. Doesn't mean you know how to do it for another medium. So, you know, video game storytelling is very, very different than comic storytelling, which is also very different than movie storytelling, which is also different from novel storytelling. And why I keep harkening on these facts is people don't get that. And I'm not saying that in a... uh, like a you're because they're dumb way it's just you know if you're a studio right and another misconception people have is that studios have billions of dollars to blow well some do but avengers was like a billion dollars to make so when a studio takes a chance on a product if it sinks that really affects their bottom like their bottom line and granted bottom line thinking can be pretty insidious but there's a reason bottom line thinking exists so if you're a studio and you need to just utilize any way to make up your money and let's say you need to adapt you need to adapt sonic and you could hire mid-lister uh, alan johnson who <laughs> has 
um, a multitude of award-winning short films under his belt, but also has worked like 12 years uh, writing for video games. Or you could hire a famous A-list writer like C. Robert Cargill, who has written movies, but doesn't really have any experience in the video game world. Well, C. Robert Cargill's the bigger name, and he does have a lot of movies that did well under his belt, so we'll just go with him. But then where I'm going with this is, yeah, he's good at writing a movie, but he may not be the greatest at writing an adaptation of a different medium property like Sonic. So, yeah, he might be able to write a pretty compelling movie, but it might alienate all the OG fans who are probably the bulk of the market for the movie because there's nothing from the OG material that... um that made it through or more often than not they hire just someone cheap who's not that great in either area but is more focused in movies and they just say hey listen you got a year to make death note oh no don't 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 yeah and the guy's like i don't really watch anime uh so but all right you know who would be the smart the best guy to bring in as the smartest uh, protagonist in anime history that dude from the Naked Brother Brothers Band, <laughs> Nate. Wolf. That's that's a solid. That exactly. Yeah, Nat Wolf. So I I, I think uh, I agree with you there. I was going to bring that up. I think it's important for whatever director or writer that's doing the adaptation. I think they if they don't dive deep into the source material, I mean that's already a bad sign right there. Yeah. Yeah. that's then, a terrible uh, sign. I mean, a I don't point, know. That's a point I was going to bring up for this, and I I know for a fact this uh, happens in. It, or it happened in old school games like uh super nintendo era i don't know how how true this still is um when some like if if there's a movie that had a really big budget that company is not going to also have a really big video game budget it's going to be significantly smaller so i i know just like an example at the top of my head is like a robocop game the budget that they got for the movie is not going to be the same that they got for the game so just off the bat, it's going to be less funded. And uh, at that point, it's going to be harder to get the right hands on it to do the right thing. And even if they have the money for it, like Arya said, there's a chance they won't anyway. So it, it could go anywhere. Are you talking about the game adaption? Uh, or yeah, the... I'm talking about the adaption. A hundred percent. Yeah. No, I mean, like the Nintendo age was was just rife with games that are, <laughs> are that would not sell today, yeah. basically. It was, it was kind of crazy because realistically, one, parents didn't know any better, right? No internet, no reviewers out there. And two, the kids didn't know any better. Yeah. I mean, the amount of – there's this famous one. I think the most famous one is called Action 52. And uh, yep. it was a cartridge for, I think, the NES. And it was like being advertised as the perf ultimate game because it had over 52 games for 200 bucks and they broke it down to like that means each game is only a buck 52 why would you go buy mario for like 30 dollars and there it was just it was absolutely trash it was, I, it was, I think it was it terrible just, i think it was just 10 games on repeat over a couple pages it was like it was it was 50 it was around like 48 games a couple repeats but the games were basically unplayable <laughs> yeah. like basically unplayable and it and it became like such a legend among gamers that now the cartridges are actually worth like thousands of dollars it's it's kind really? of crazy Yes, um, and oh, it was, and it re- had a recent revival with AVGN, but that did not go well. Um, <laughs> there was like a whole like scandal and all that, but oh, no. regardless, uh, yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. There, uh, video game adaptions are probably even harder to pull off than than regular movie adaptions. Another example would be they they made The Sopranos into a game, right? <laughs> and you would think 
they would make it into like a GTA style, like you know, you r- ride around doing missions and stuff. They turned it into a beat 'em up game for some reason, <laughs> like a side scroller beat 'em up, and it made no, it made no sense. <laughs> so I definitely agree there. But um, solid subtopic. Uh, I think we we hammered that one up pretty good. Now let's move on to stuff that we're like watching right now. So maybe something you recently, I guess, learned about and have really been digging it. Um, Stuff along the lines of that. For me, I, I'm actually happy for once because I actually found uh, an anime that's somewhat different than the stuff I usually watch. It's called, I believe, Big Imposter. And it's, it has, like, no fighting involved. It doesn't have any, you know, random anime shenanigans. It's literally just a it's a show about scammers. <laughs> and that's all. That's really? the entire premise of the show. They scam people. That's it. And it's, I don't know, it's interesting to watch because uh, I don't know where it's going most of the time. <laughs> Whereas with Fields of Fighting Enemy, okay, that dude's going to die, that dude's going to die. And like I already know that into episode two. <laughs> so I'm, I'm happy about that. That's actually been keeping me pretty occupied recently. And it's on Netflix for anybody who wants to check it out. Uh, what about you, peeps? Uh, can I say stuff that I just haven't stopped? <laughs> yeah, bro, that <laughs> works. Me? There's an album made by a guy named Nate Wants to Battle. He called it Thanks for More Covers. And it's just a cover album. Uh, I, I just haven't stopped listening to it. I don't know. It, it's been around for... Hario, how long ago did I show you that song? Was that like a year oh, ago? No, it came out last year. Last year? Yeah. And I've, I've just been listening to it since. I don't know. I really like it. It's got my, uh, well, my boy Dan Avedan on it, singing My Own Worst Enemy. Already a great song. Is it is it the artist or is it the the style? What is it about it that draws you to? Um... A combination of songs I recognize, but also he's just a great musician. So you've been listening to him for a year and you're not sick of him? Well, not exclusively that album, but yeah. Oh, I, I keep you. coming okay. back to it. That's a gift, bro. It really I, is. I recently also found a song and I just I listened to it to, to death and now I hate it. <laughs> and I'm serious. It happened. I don't, I don't know what to say. Yeah, I have, like, is... I have like a rotation that I'll, I'll, I'll rotate between bands and it's just enough so that I don't have to look for anything new and I don't get sick of anybody. <laughs> That's fair. I have the I have the real, real problem of finding a song I like and just listening it to death basically. No, yeah. I do the same thing. Mm-hmm. I um I need I need to listen to it so much that I don't want to anymore because I do find that I enjoy kind of rediscovering it again by accident. Like it'll be on my Spotify playlist oh, for yeah, yeah, a yeah. couple so, years. Uh, yeah, after you've taken a year come long up. break. Yeah, and it'll come back on, and it's just, oh, I forgot how much I liked the song, because I literally did. And uh, that's always, like, a, just like, the small things in life I enjoy. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I've been, I've been, I haven't really been gaming as much as, like, most people in my demographic do. Mm-hmm. And I recently got uh, an Xbox, and that's just been my life for the past couple of days. Yeah. <laughs> It's bad. It's like I. It's like I took a. It's like I cannonballed into a pool and I haven't come back up. And <laughs> like the only difference is everyone thinks it's socially acceptable to, to like let me drown. And like it's been awesome though. Like my lungs have been filled with pure painful ecstasy. And uh, I've been playing all. And the thing is, I stopped playing video games. And when I say stop, I mean I, I literally didn't even touch them. Um, since like 2017 so anything that's come out 2017 till now is new to me in that i've probably seen gameplay i've probably watched devs talk about it and how they make the game and the story behind it and the the story elements and everything but actually playing a video game 
that that novelty is still fresh to me or still a novelty <laughs> to me and yeah no so i'm over here going oh my god guys have you played this game called tim <laughs> and like we're already on the sequel <laughs> yeah it's, it's bad i feel like I feel, i've never felt more like a like a a fob fresh off the boat immigrant in my life than finally like, coming coming to my friends going look what i found and it's 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 like a it's like a shell and they're like wow that's a nice shell it's like i it's mine and, you know, so, so so right now my my obsession is a cyberpunk 2077 oh yeah uh, i spend way too much time on that game and i love it oh i love that game i and uh so something you can do with xbox is is you can share games. Yeah, I was about to bring that up. <laughs> which yeah. is what I was doing. So he has all of my backlog from 2017 to now. Yeah, and, uh, like and, some, yeah, and people are like, oh my God, there's just like no good releases. And I'm sitting there like, guys. Everything's guys, have fantastic. You, have you played Halo 4? <laughs> like, the, it's, like 2016 it's release. Yeah. But no, I, because of that, uh, I jumped back into Sea of Thieves. And I forgot how much I loved that game. You're just a pirate. Like that's all it is. That's all it needs to be. Yeah, you're just a pirate so that sails pirate. around. Someone asked me like, "Oh, what's the story?" It's like, "You're a pirate. What do pirates do?" The story <laughs> is a swashbuckling. <laughs> yeah. And like, you're not even you're not even the part of piracy that like kills people. Like, so they take away like fifty percent of what a pirate <laughs> is. So it's just like, yeah, you're only the part where you sail on boats and you find treasure. Like that's the whole game. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those games. If you don't like have a friend to play with, it's gonna be a very boring game. I play it solo all the time. <laughs> Do you? I couldn't. It's not. It's it for me. I need that story. I need that compelling reason to keep it is, playing. It is one hundred percent better with friends. But I don't mm. know, man. There's something about looking for an X on a map on an island, <laughs> mm-hmm. just digging around random places with your shovel until you hear the clink of hitting a chest. I don't know. It's fun. Mm-hmm. I could do that for hours. Which I have. Now, <laughs> Harriel, was hours. it um, was it Gears that made you buy the Xbox? Uh, no, no. Uh, which we call. I had my um, uh, I had my heart broken recently, and um, X- the Xbox is just a healthier option than like alcohol. So- was it was it was it Springsteen? <laughs> Did he break your heart too? Oh, oh Springsteen. no, Springsteen. That that news. The boss. The boss. What is he doing? Like I got, I I don't know if I can listen to his music anymore. It's it's a tough, it's a tough situation. Yeah, I can no. lie. Yeah. Uh, he he took uh he took the you know I don't blame him. <laughs> the Jersey Shore has that kind of grip on people because he was in the Jersey Shore when he got caught. But uh, I don't know. I, I could feel the 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 forlorn um aura as soon as you sent that in chat. <laughs> like, I just I I, I just I I repeatedly yeah. started yelling out no. And yeah, like my Toasty brother came texted like, what, is, us. what are you doing? He ran to my house at 2 a.m. and bashed my door in and yelled, Mark, Springsteen got a DWI! And then sobbed at my doorstep. <laughs> he just broke down. I mean, yeah. like, I wish he was like, you know, if he got into like a fight with a random dude on the street, I could, I could hand wave that, right? Mm-hmm. I could hand wave that. If he, you know... If he, if he got caught, I don't know, if he stole like a boat or something, like Grand Theft Larceny, I could deal with that. But DWI, there's, there's no there's no possible <laughs> way to, to make that fly. So I don't know. It's like on a moral level, it's like I can't endorse the boss anymore. I can't, I can't endorse. I think I'm still going to listen to his music, but I, can, I don't think I can hype him up anymore, unfortunately. Which I got uh, to make one more controversial point. Oh, no. I'm not a fan of the boss. So, so like... <laughs> 
when I, when I heard that, it's like if if someone from Cali is like, "Do you like the boss?" I'm a, I'm gonna hold up one of his vinyls and be like, "Of course I like the boss," <laughs> but in the safe space. It's like I well, like... you were that doesn't count though. You weren't born in Jersey though. I was born. In no, Jersey. you were born in Vermont, bro. <laughs> oh yeah, no, they, they, Vermont and New Jersey have a have a big rivalry when it comes to this type of stuff. So I, I just know right, right off the bat, it's probably what's going on. So you're like, I don't know, it's kind of like always sunny. Um, one of the people, obviously Philadelphia are, are kind of crazy when it comes to sports. Mm-hmm. And one of the people is a fan of like of a competing team against the Eagles. I think it was like the, uh, I don't know, it was like the Dodgers or, 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 or like one of the Texas teams. And mm-hmm. that's basically you. You're a, you're a homegrown trainer, bro. I don't know. <laughs> like, uh, say what you will again. Say what you will about his ethics, because no, this is this is messed up. His ethics are, are are muddied at this point. But his earlier music, man, I don't know what to tell you. But okay. I'm think, I'm pretty um, sure. <laughs> that being yeah. said, I just want to give a quick thank you to Felician Radio for hosting us. We got some lovely people in with us today. Tim and Joanne, Hello. thank you for being in. Appreciate you guys. We got C plus the music that you're hearing now. We don't because it's in post. Um, they were gracious enough to allow us to use it. Huge thanks to them. Uh, if you like what you hear, you would like more of just us babbling, we do a Twitch show, twitch.tv slash tubdots. You can find us there. We'll, we'll, we'll welcome you with open arms. Also, follow my SoundCloud, Szechuan Sizzle. <laughs> my name's Mark. He's Harry O, and, and uh, <laughs> I'm uh, Toasty. Thanks for coming. Thank you, everybody. Second. This is weird.